together in the storm comes a tall handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. Hello and welcome to episode 160 of 4000 and Counting. I'm Nicky Watt. I am joined today by my man Mark Miggy. We are about to lay the smack down on the playoff run run in. There's lots going on. Bandy's still on the IR. Max obviously half turning it up with the kids. I think he's been on the ice for the RAF today as well. So me and Mark are going to get at it. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Very busy, but good. You're, you're getting. Hey? You're, you're getting right into the like the the German tests and exams and all that coming soon, right? It seems to be every week, like since it started, and now it's just more frequent. It's just it does my head in. I hate it. <laughs> I like the like learning another language, but I hate just constant tests. Yeah, that's got to frazzle the brain a bit. How's the how's the learning going overall? Very good. Uh, better than I expected it to be. It's just a lot of work, right? Yeah, a lot of work and a lot of uh, memory involved, and my memory's shit. So. <laughs> I'm surprised. That's, my- that's the right podcast for shit memory. Well, what else has been going on? We've had nice weather here too, actually. It's been lovely today. Nice, beautiful, sunny day. I was going to go play golf, but I was just thinking a chance sitting around clients had to update the Nicky Rock Fitness website. Obviously, I'm, I've got loads of new things going on at this gym now. I didn't expect it all to be going so quickly, but obviously, as well as like the boxing fitness classes and stuff like that, we got... Um, starting workshops so like the first one's a deadlift workshop and then a squat workshop and so on and like going to be done small group format so i'm just getting all that up up to date new clients starting uh all over the place which is nice and then the whole reason for me moving there seems to be starting to pay off nice man i bet you're looking forward to having uh some nice summer class get that summer shape in well i've actually i've started a car it's so uh, it's my mate's wedding a week from Saturday, so the 30th, that's actually why I can't make Coventry uh, for the for the semi-finals. I'm not, I'm only going to be there for the final. Um, yeah, my mate's getting married, so I'm wearing a kilt, wearing a white shirt. I have had nothing to diet for for fucking ages. So do you know when you do not have anything to diet for? Like right now when I'm doing the pod, I will sit and have two or three gins. You know, it's not much, but it's 400 calories I don't need to have. That's special, right? No, but what I mean is that so for this cut, I'm just basically from the. I said to my mate, he he came around two weeks before the wedding. We did a little session, and I was like, right, I was ninety, I was probably about ninety eight kilos. I was like, right, I need to lose ten pounds before your wedding in two weeks. So I weighed in Monday. I was ninety seven two. Weighed in today, ninety three nine. Gonna keep taping it down. Just keep tapering it down. Keeping it, keeping it active. Basically, I've got a new kilt, which is fucking dope. I wish Mac was on. It's behind me. You won't be able to see it. But it's a, it's a Rangers blue. Oh, he's yeah. going to love that. I've got some nice new new socks with the uh, the Scotland flag on, the new pin. It's all going down. I'm looking forward to it. But I'm wearing a white shirt and I was thinking, I'm not looking very lean right now. <laughs> looking a bit, a, a, a little bit, not fat by any stretch of the imagination, just not lean. So I was like, a good couple of weeks. It, it doesn't sound like much. But when you've not got much to go, it's not too hard. You'll burn that off. Yeah, exactly. It's just being more active. So definitely get some golf in tomorrow. I actually got my old clubs back up and started using them again. Um, it's How did that feel? Good. Really annoying. Really, really annoying. 
Well, it just started with one. I was just walking out the door. My old club was, old club was by the door. So I was like, fuck it. I just grabbed an eight iron. And I was like, because I haven't been to the range much, I was like, I'm going to try and hit a couple of shots with my old eight iron and my new eight iron. So I, uh, I was like 180 out, which I can hit my, my old eight iron. I can't hit my, my new eight iron anywhere near it. Does that mean uh, next time you go, you'll be using the same the same ones again? Are you like that? Uh, I did. I've used them twice in a row, but I need to still learn to use my new clubs properly. It's just, I, it makes me think that there's something wrong in the lie with my new clubs because my old clubs, as soon as I got them back out of the bag, I was hitting them money. I haven't hit them in three months. Absolute money. It's a fucking joke. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to play good golf, but it's shit that I spent all this money on those clubs and I'm not getting any sort of benefit out of them. I could have just kept them what I already had. Fuck's sake. But anyway, I digress talking about golf. I'm sure everyone's bored of listening to me talk about golf. What I wanted to kick the show off with is an apology that we didn't release an episode last week. Um, we also didn't release anything on social media. A, because our producer was on holiday. And B, because this fucking dickhead is banned from social media. So our social media guy is banned from Facebook with where we've got 5,000 people, which is where a lot of you would have been talking. So Mark's been banned. Bandy's too busy to talk to us because he's on a call right now with Michael Bisping. Name drop. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just a bit chaotic at 4,000 Towers. Max, obviously, daddy daycare for two weeks because the kids are off. It's just been a little bit bedlam and it's happened in the playoffs. So we do apologise, but we are back. We will be bringing more content. We hope you enjoyed like the stuff with Jay Rosehill, with Saffron and with Jody. Obviously, we got more GB talk coming up right now. So should we get in? Actually, before we do that, before we do that. Yeah, you're missing something there. There's a massive, massive fight in the UK. As you're listening to this, hopefully today. Tyson Fury taking on Dillian White. It's been a bit of a slow build. There's not really been much. Dillian didn't do any press until this week. Tyson's been Tyson. But did you watch any of the open workouts where Tyson got in the ring? Yeah. You look very relaxed. Press conference last night as well. I, th- I love the press conference. I'm much more of a fan of that than the Jake Paul. Like, I'm gonna fuck your mum. Like, yeah, funny. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> like, funny. I'm much more of a two. At the end of the day, I, I fancy Tyson Fury heavily for the fight. But Dylan White catches you on the jaw and you're not ready for it. Could be good night, Jim Kate. Yeah, don't underestimate. Well, you're not, but. Like they said in the press conference, this is a much closer fight than you realise. I've followed Fury since his first fight. I can still remember where I watched it. But I don't know. Like they said, the odds were heavily on uh, Fury. But really, like you say, it takes that one left hook. It's heavyweight boxing. The the thing I find, though, is Dillian's going to be a bit heavy on his feet for Tyson. Oh, yeah. He likes to plant his feet a lot. and Tyson just moves around. And if... Well, it depends. If we get the same Tyson that fought Deontay Wilder like in a fuck you in the third fight where they, he's just like, let's have a tilt, dude. Let's go. Almost Do like you know what? Though? I think White's a harder fight. White's a harder fight. He's just got he's a, a better boxer. Skill. Yeah. He doesn't have the Deontay Wilder power though. Oh, but the thing is, he's knocked plenty of guys out in his oh, yeah. career. But by the way, that's not me saying he doesn't have power. And he still has any plenty fight of that he's in, any fight that he's in is an exciting fight. Okay, speaking he of... He brings it. 
Speaking of other British fighters, then, so we had since the last since the last time we spoke, um, Ben he fought two rounds, absolutely dusted the guy, way too open for those two rounds. He took a lot of shots. I mean, when he when he steps up that level again, he might get found out by a little bit of a better boxer. But he did what he had to do. He got the guy out there. What do you make of it? I know you're a fan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you say, he took okay, absolutely finished the guy. But when I look at the performance, I do think, and he'll know it, and his coach will know it, I think he took a few too many easy shots. And like you say, if it's someone, uh, another class, they're going to punish him for that. Like, really. But Conor Ben, I think, is the most exciting British boxer right now. And I think he's going to learn a lot from that and go on to uh, be a champion in a couple of years' time. I really think that. So... Yeah, it's an exciting time for British boxing. Dylan White and Dillian White and Tyson Fury. Are you saying Fury? Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. I've got to go Fury because I've followed him, but it's. I, I think it's going to be. And there's been a lot of great fights this year. I think it's potentially going to be the best fight this year. Well, let's hope so because the ninety-four thousand people at Wembley is unbelievable. How cool is that? It's the highest ever attended boxing match in Europe oh yeah could you imagine if it was Joshua if that happened oh jeez I, I think they'd be trying to get I know Frank Warren was trying to get extra seats for this but if it was Joshua I think he'd definitely be trying to get some extra seats in there yeah you'd better sell them not a problem that'd be a good one maybe in the future that could happen oh, still oh it's just come to me I posted it in the group about 10 minutes before we came on Mike Tyson on an aeroplane there's one motherfucker you don't antagonise <laughs> on an aeroplane oh anywhere don't be buckled sitting behind Mike Tyson just giving him it giving him it giving him it and then oh it's poetic justice did you watch the video yeah I really wanted to see it like it kind of reminded <laughs> it kind of reminded me a bit like um so when the fan fell in the penalty box and Ty Domi just fucking speed oh, back yeah. and with like one or two <laughs> little like little quick ones it was a bit like that and I mean you have to have some sort of fucking death wish. That's a stupid move. I mean, it's fine being like a guy like Jake Paul calling him out and giving him shit and all in the media and the press and all that. But if Jake Paul was sat behind Mike Tyson on the plane on his own with no one else, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't even antagonize him. Right oh, he'd keep his mouth shut. Yeah, it was just a, it was a bizarre situation and it was good to see Mike throwing hands. It was funny. <laughs> Well, you have to. Space stupid games win stupid prizes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five or six from Mike Tyson on top of you is probably <laughs> one of the most <laughs> stupid prizes. Although, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast the other day, and I think it was with Jake Shields, and he was talking about a guy who had fucking upset Kane Velasquez's daughter, and Kane went after the guy. I was Ooh. like, could you imagine? You'd be like, uh-oh, I think I fucked up. I think I really, really messed up. You'd have to move country. If Cain Velasquez is like hunting you down, you'd have to move country. You couldn't just stay there. You'd move as far away as possible. But you'd be like the other side of the world. <laughs> Nowhere where the UFC hold any events. <laughs> just be, that is one bad dude that you do not want to be upset in his daughter. But we're rambling on. There's some, there's some good ice hockey news. So let's start with the GB squad. Actually, let's start with today. The GB under 16 squad, they've flown out to Riga 
to take part in a fourteen team tournament. Teams from Finland, teams from <coughs> Latvia, the Poland national team, amongst others. Two groups of seven. So we wish the lads all the best for that. Good luck. Uh, GB have announced, obviously, their warm-up games. They've got two games versus Denmark, and they have two games versus Italy in Denmark. Yeah, that's right. That'll be good. Yeah, it's, it's great to see them getting some games over here. Obviously, with them all being in the UK as well, that's, that's a benefit for the UK hockey fans. Hopefully, they will get out, go see games. They're dotted about a bit as well. You've got Coventry, you've got Nottingham, Milton Keynes. So, it, it's... Well, it's a great opportunity for, especially for some of these young kids to go and see Great Britain play. Not, not an opportunity that we, we particularly got growing give up. A, give them a send off before they go and play, play over in Finland. Right. So Pete, Pete Russell is named as roster. I'm going to run through it position by position, and we can kind of break it down and go what you think. So in net we have Bounds, Headley, and Whistle, which for me is zero Solid. surprise. Zero surprise. You've got Bouncy, who's Bouncy. We doesn't even we don't even need to talk about him. He's an absolute star. <laughs> um, Jackson Whistle, he's been playing a lot down the stretch, especially since the Giants have kind of wrapped up here. He's been playing some minutes, giving Besco a rest. Obviously, we've talked about Beskarani's stats this year. Jackson Whistle's stats have been fucking legit when he's played. And Headley's had a couple of wins and bits and pieces this year. It's good to see him get some more ice time. What have you? What do you make of the three goalies? That's the right decision. I don't think anyone can argue that. Um, we've got two younger guys sort of stepping up now as Bounzy can pass down a bit of his knowledge and experience to them as maybe in the coming years, not to say Bounzy's retiring, but in the coming years, you've got two solid net miners there that are going to be leading GB. So I think it's exciting, even if they're not going to get much ice time to, to be a part of that team, to be with Bounds there, learning, watching him in the game. I think it's it's going to do them the whole world of good. There's no one else you could have picked, really. Solid. Bounds is going to be solid as always. But he's going to be well rested. The, the, the Slovakian season finished finished a while back, so he's had some good rest, which is going to be vitally important. He's going to get four warm-up games. I imagine he probably starts He starts as many of them as he wants to. I imagine he starts three. Oh, easy. Um, if, that's, if, he, if he feels good after three, they probably stick one of the other two or both of the other two in for the final game. This is just purely speculation. That's enough, I think, to get him going and you get over there three or four games in the legs, he'll feel good and we ride his fucking coattails again. <laughs> we just keep doing it. But hey, if you got him, why not? <laughs> He's one one of the best goalies that I've ever seen that I've ever seen play. Absolutely. And we get to talk to him soon, so I'm excited about that as well. Right, let's go on to the defensemen. We've got Josh Batch. We've got Clemo. Uh, Dave Clements from Coventry, sorry. <laughs> Just uh, Jonesy. So Sam Jones from Sheffield, he's made the squad. Evan Mosey, Ben O'Connor, Davy Phillips, Mark Richardson, and Josh Tetlow. Once again, no surprises to see any of them in there. I'm really, really happy for Batchy. I think he's been fucking brilliant this year. Yeah, he deserves a spot, definitely. He's been so good in the games I've watched. Very solid, offensive as well this year. Still big, strong, physical. Jones, I've been impressed with him at Sheffield when I've seen him play as well. 
I'd like to look at him. Obviously, he was an absolute stud down at Swindon. He cleaned up down there. He's gone up. He got up to five. He's progressed on from five. Now at Sheffield, obviously he he lost his opportunity when COVID struck. They lost the season there. He's come on and everyone's been impressed with him. So interesting to see how he does. Evan Mosey, I think you know what you're getting with him. Very reliable, very dependable. Same as guys like Mark Richardson, super dependable. Oh, Josh, yeah. Josh Tetlow, he's had a hell of a season. Every time I see him play, I think he's improved so much. Nottingham have used him in a lot of high-pressure situations this year, which I'd like to see. That's what we want for our GB players, as opposed to being sixth defenseman and you know playing bit part minutes. He plays very regular shift, plays some special teams as well. That leaves you with Davey Phillips and Ben O'Connor, both podcast guests, great lads. And what can you say? Can't really argue with any of them. They've both been there forever. And they're part of the furniture in a good way. They'll do whatever it takes to win. Ben obviously gives you that offensive input from the back. Davey Phillips will fucking eat pucks. He'll eat minutes. He'll run three guys. Yeah, he'll, he'll be physical. Great glue guy as well. Everyone, everyone loves him. So, D wise, I think it's it's pretty nailed on. And then we've got the the forwards. We've got Ollie Betridge, who I believe has actually got long term injuries. So, I'm not sure if we're going to see him there. I hope he can make it. I no, hope he can make it, but because once again, he's another one who's had a fantastic season. Then we got Scott Conway. He's been phenomenal this year. We've been singing his praises. When we were doing Star of the Week every week, he was pretty much in the conversation every time we had had a conversation. Yeah, every time we had a conversation, he was he was in it. Yeah, made my life easier doing the uh, the posters every week. Didn't have to change. <laughs> Didn't have to change much. Um, and like, there were some weeks we were like, we just can't give it to him again. We can't. We wanted to, but we just he can't. had like three plus fucking two, and then two plus four, and we're like, no, we can't give it to him. He's had it. <laughs> the last three weeks already and um, so yeah I hope he can I hope it's it's a great opportunity for him obviously because he had a little bit of uh, AHL experience and stuff like that he came over to the Elite League he's caught fire absolute caught fire he's playing on the right team with the right line mates and the right season he's really announced himself on the Elite League hope he does the same on the world stage um, Ben Davis he's always going to be he's always going to be there Absolute brilliant shutdown forward, fast, finishes his hips, plays above his size. And yeah, I think he's a fantastic brute. Agreed. I know uh, online have said that he shouldn't be in there, but I completely disagree with that. Yeah, I completely disagree with them as well. He should most certainly be in there. Um, Gaudi, again, no-brainer. What he brings, what he offers, his goals, his offence. His strength, his face-offs, like absolutely love having him there. Might even see him quarterback a power play, depending on how how they end up going. But he can do it all. Sammy Duggan, he's he's a good season. He's not maybe putting up as many points as he would like, but his overall game's been good. He's been very solid. Again, Cardiff use him in big situations. He's on penalty kills and. I like to see it. Uh, I think I, th- I think Pete's name Hammond. He's out. Is Germany is he in, or is he still in Denmark? Yeah, he's, he's in Germany, I believe. Because he was in Denmark for a bit, and then he went to Germany, right? Okay, yeah. Oh, me... <laughs> we know we know he's a great player. Lewis Hook. I think 
He's probably been one of the unsung guys for me this season. Yeah. So much watch, watching him play for Belfast, he's really come into his own. I think he's putting up very, very respectable points. Once again, like I've touched on with all these other guys getting used used in big minutes, even with all the big dogs that they've got there, he's getting plenty of ice time. Adam Keith seems to love him. He plays him a lot. So yeah, good. Lacko, obviously I know Lacko. I think he's a great player. I haven't seen Guilford play that much this year, so I can't really comment on kind of where Lacko's at with his game. But what you can guarantee about him is he's the most dependable guy ever. So I can't imagine any of this season being any different from any of the other seasons he's been in the Elite League. It's just yeah, dependable. With his experience on the PK as well, he's, he's an important part of the GB team. His face-offs as well, phenomenal. Laker, he's had a great season over in Belfast. He's a real pain in the ass, fucking honey badger to play against. I love it. I love what he brings. I think he can do a job at that level. Put him with the right players, he'll go to the net. He'll score goals. He can score goals. That's no doubt. And it's just one of these kind of guys that every team needs. Yeah, he's an exciting guy to watch, isn't he? Yeah, I enjoy watching him play. Then, obviously, we've got Matt Myers, which... No-brainer. I just love the fact that no one was fucking in a rush to sign him. I don't understand it. He, no one was in a rush to sign Matt Myers. He ends up going to Nottingham. He got over 15 goals on the season again. He was, when, when myself, I think me, when me and Bandy went up to watch the game there, he's the best player on the house. Still. And I've, I've always rated Matt. I think he's a phenomenal player. He'll be one of the GB all-time cap earners, I would imagine. Up there with the best, mate. Up there with the best, I'd say, for GB representable. Well, Jolly Phillips, again, he makes the squad. He's a captain. I mean, obviously not all these guys are going to play because we've still got three names to mention. We've got Polini, who's out in Norway. He had a very good season over there. He put up respectable points. I think, obviously, we've seen what he can do in the Elite League with Nottingham. I like him. I like him in a Great Britain uniform. I think he brings a lot. And that takes us to the last two, the two rookies. And we've sung his praises all year. He is our Elite League Young Player of the Year. We haven't actually we haven't, we haven't actually named our other two, but we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, Josh Waller, how pumped are you that he's in the team? I'm fucking buzzing. Oh, it's going to be great. He has to be in there. His skating ability alone just he deserves his slot. And he's had a great year, um, and I wish him all the best and, and and the rest of the team for that matter. But it's especially good to see your friend in there and. Yeah, I can't really say much else. I just think it's it's great to get some of the young blood in there. And we've obviously got Cade Nielsen. He's making his debut for the national team. He's played played last year for the World Under-20s. He picked up eight points in five games. He played the year before where he picked up six points in five games. He's absolutely torn the NAHL a new one this year at Aberdeen Wings. 75 points in 58 games. That's high-level junior A hockey in the States for those that are not familiar with it. He's committed to NCAA University of Alaska, Fairbanks, next season. He's got a scholarship there. His brother, Logan, he's fucking tearing it up out there as well. He's in the AJ at AJHL. He's 
he's again, he's, I believe, going to be committing to go to college as well. So good for both of them. Love to see that shirt. I mean, Cade's 20 years old. He's he's young, but he's not like a, he's not a boy. He's, uh, I'm excited. He's a big kid as well. Uh, it's going to be an exciting one to look out for, definitely. I think a lot of the GB fans are going to be uh, thinking the same thing. Seeing, you know, we don't get the uh, privilege of seeing him over here. And then you see someone that's just been called up and they've had a great season over the pond. You're always going to be excited to see guys like that. And at 20 years old, this could be a great, great move. Well, the, the three kind of veterans that are missing out, I say veterans, Kirk is one of them, but he's a veteran of the world champs. Stevie Lee and Brendan Conley are all out through injury. They, they couldn't be selected. Ollie's going to be dependent on his recovery from his injury. I want to just run through the reserves as well for you. So in reserve, we've got Ben Churchfield. He's playing out in Vermillion County Bobcats in the SPHL. Uh, Byron Price is for the Dundee Stars. And then in defence, Dallas Earhart and Joe Hazeldean from Manchester. Then uh, in the forwards, Jordan County from Guildford Flames. Luke Ferrara, Matt Howlett from Guildford Flames, Jordan Kelsall, who I think had a very good season for the Panthers, Ross Venus and Brandon Whistle. They're all in the reserves. I think that the main one's kind of been Luke Ferrara, the name that yeah. shocked a lot of people. We talked but it's about so hard. It's so hard, as much as you want him, and he deserves his place in there. I, I mean, who can you take out? I just can't. That's the problem. If you, I wish there could be more spaces. It is hard because obviously people are going to miss out. Kieran Long, his name's been branded about. Yeah. Um, Mark, Mark Garside's name's been branded about. Um, there, there's been a few Brits that people have, have mentioned. County was one of them. But you can't pick all of them. And one of the things that made me laugh online, like one of the Guildford fans, I think it was one of our posts, was like, I think this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And then I was like, that's every fucking Brit on your roster. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? You could, could be realistic. I know rose tints and stuff like that. Do you but... know something? The, the thing is, we, I, I don't remember many positions to being like this, where we're actually in a position where we, we're arguing over who we want in the team. Yeah, It's that's so a, that's good, good that we have that level of competition to get into the GB squad. It's, it's really pleasing to see. I'm happy Josh Tetlow made it. I'm I'm happy for him as well. I'm just excited to see how the how the boys get on. They've got they've got a group they can they can stay in, I believe. Yeah. I think we can pick up some points there. I really do. The belief um, is that- I, I just hope that everyone goes in with it, with like what you just said there, with the belief that do you know what, we can do it and why not just keep staying in that division for as long as we can. Let's uh let's move to one of our rivals in this tournament, Austria. They're going to be taking on Sweden, and you're going to be going. How's how have you wangled that one? I uh, was just looking. I've never seen the national team of Austria play, and of course, living here, I thought, well, they've got some great talent. It'd be good to see them, and especially against a team like Sweden. Of course, it's not going to be lined with the NHL stars, but there's going to be a lot of talent in that squad. So it's going to be fun to see. They're going to get spanked by Sweden. Where else is the game? It's in Vienna. So there's oh, been yeah, actually what games. Bonus. 
there's been a bit of a warm-up. There's been some games against Czechia. There's been some games against Poland. There's going to be some games against Italy, uh, a game against Sweden. So, yeah, they've, they're prepared out here. I know the uh, playoffs finished a little bit earlier over here. I mean, we play a lot more. I think we play a lot more midweek games out here. It's going to be interesting because I've watched quite a lot of the young guys for Austria and they are exciting to watch. But I feel that GB just have a bit more grit about them. I think that the game has got a little bit more physical here. It's still more skill and speed based. But the young guys certainly have some grit, especially the guy just been called up from the Vienna Capitals, Pricer. And this is a guy that's dropped the gloves, I think, two or three times this year. And there hasn't been many fights. And he's been the guy that's been dropping them and actually throwing them. So I think GB, from my perspective over here, I think GB will, will edge them. And I think that they should pick up the points over them. It'll be a great, that. great matchup. Yeah, it really is. It's going to be huge for Great Britain. But I think GB, when you've got Dowdy in that line, he, I mean, he's, he's going to bring it every game. There's I plenty. think uh, I think maybe that's that's the tournament where we we kind of get our YouTube kickstarted back up again and we do some kind of watch alongs because every game's going to be shown on Premier Sports. We can have people watching the game, watching in, asking questions, just shoot the shit, give some opinions. Some some games will be tough to talk about because. Oh, maybe we're going to run into some juggernauts and then some games are going to be super exciting. And well, we need to make a thing of the GB Austria game. That is going to be a vital game. I know quite a lot and I've seen 90% of the plays that are going to be in that team. So give you an insight this end and you can maybe contribute can, with all your knowledge of the GB side. Maybe we could do like a, a preview and a build up to it and um, we could actually go in depth. I think if we do it more as a YouTube live piece, but... Get get the fans involved. Get get the listeners, listen, uh, uh, listeners, and you know followers involved. It'd be good to get everyone in the mix. See what they've got to say. Let us know what you think about Pete Russell's selection. Is there anyone that you think should have been in there that perhaps isn't? I I think he's nailed on the squad pretty well. Arguably Luke Ferrara, like you say. Yes. Yeah. Nothing else to add to that, really, mate. Right. Okay. Cool. Let's uh, head off to the EIHL. Let's start with the awards, and we obviously gave you our national awards. Kieran Brown was our our forward of the year, most valuable player. Most valuable player. Sorry, that's the word I was trying to go for. Most valuable player. The gospel was our goalie of the year, and who was the final one? What was it? Hopkins, young, young, young player. Yes, yeah, sorry, my brain went to shit. So yeah, in reverse order, then for the elite league, young player of the year, we picked Josh Waller. He's had a phenomenal season. And that's that's not me just fanboying. I think everybody across the country has been super impressed with him, from coaches to owners to players he's played against. Anyone that's anyone I've spoke to about him has been super impressed. And as a podcast, we've we've all raved about him at some certain stages throughout the season. Our goaltender of the year is Tyler Beskowani. He could arguably have been our player of the year. I mean, he was yeah. that good. He was that good. But one of his teammates is going to be our player of the year. And this this was a tough one. But we're going to go with the Brit. We're going to go with Scott Conway. 
he's had an absolute phenomenal season from start to finish. I don't really think he's had a bad spell of hockey. It quite easily could have been his line mate, JJ Pichinich. It could have been the captain Goodwin. Like Belfast had a lot of guys who were phenomenal. I think that's been a big part of why they've managed to win two trophies already and are quite clearly the favourites going into the playoffs. Just want to add 78 points, 33 goals, 45 assists for Conway. And Tyler, 93.1% save percentage and six shutouts. Yeah, phenomenal shutout record in, you know, in that short space what six and he probably only played 45 46 of the games i'm guessing i'm guessing 40 games 40 games regular season yeah so he's getting he's getting a shot out every eight games that's pretty legit especially with the goal scoring you've already got in your locker in your locker room so yeah there there was other guys worth a mention macaroof he's been outstanding for cardiff devils his save percentage is phenomenal as well. Any other young guys spring to mind? I could say not young guy, but I'll chuck in there Brody Reed of uh, the Cardiff Devils as well. Oh, what for the for the MVP? Yeah, you could potentially put him in there. People might disagree with me, but I think he's had a solid year in Cardiff. Yeah, he's been very good. I mean, there's, there's been phenomenal performances up and down up and down the country. Even teams that you might not expect, Dundee have had some big performers. Every team in their own right have had their guys who've, on a given night, put their team on their back and, you know, carried them to victory. But ultimately, it was guys like Conway and Pichinich and those those fellas you got over. Hooky in there as well, mate. You got Hooky in Belfast. He's had a great year as well. We've just said about him with the GB set. <laughs> We're basically just giving. A handy Bel- to Belfast right now. Yeah, just, just like <laughs> circle jerk in Belfast right now. Let's uh, let's move on. We're gonna run through some of those top scorers because you you mentioned a couple, but Pitchnitz finished with thirty five goals. Matthew Wah and Scott Conway both finished on thirty three goals. Brody Reed, by the way, Matthew Wah the undercover just got to thirty three goals there. Wow, hell of a season for wow. him. Just undercover. I, I, I don't yeah, think we really spoke about. I, I don't think we've really spoke about him on the pod this year. But more fool us because that's that's really really impressive. Thirty three goals. He's an exceptional player though. When he was uh, when he came to the Steelers, he was solid. Yeah, he's legit. Brody Reed, as you mentioned, he had thirty one goals, and Charlie Coombs, Dundee Stars, thirty goals. So interesting to see. Not only a clan member, but also a Dundee Stars member in there. No Steelers, no Panthers, no Blaze members. It's yeah, it's. I'm actually surprised that there's there's not a Steeler up there above the thirty goal mark. But yeah, shout out to those fellas. That's a lot of goals you've scored between you, and that's not even counting Challenge Cup, which is. It's crazy because a lot of them scored double-figure goals in the Challenge Cup as well, so they put the puck in the net this year. We've already touched on the top goalies. Let's go into the the quarter-final matchups, and we've got the Flames versus the Panthers. Who have you got? Well, originally I said the Panthers. I, I mean, this is a close matchup. Out of all the games, I'd say this is one of the closest ones where you could it's going either way. But I think dependent on. How, depending on how the injuries go for the Panthers, I think determines the result. 
I'm gonna go Flames as well. I think go for Flames. I say with lack of an import goalie in the playoffs, with the form that the Panthers have had this year, Betridge out. Oh uh, yeah, I'm leaning towards the Flames. They've they've kind of just quietly gone about their business the last seven eight weeks here after that that spell where they were dragged through the gutter. So shout out to them for turning the corner. They end up finishing fifth. And I'm going to go with the Flames. I'm going to go for the for the underdog in that one. Yeah, I would agree with you. Right. Well, who should we go to next? Let's go 3v6. Uh, uh, no, sorry. 2v7. So 2v7. Steelers. No, no, it's 3v6. Sorry, it's 3v6. Fucking idiot. So 3v6. We've got Devils taking on the clan. I'm going to go Cardiff Devils. Although everybody's going to have to turn up. They're going to have to get good performances across the board. Clan have been a funny team this year. We've obviously had their coaches a fucking walking soundbite. We've had all sorts of <laughs> all sorts of shit come out of his mouth this year that I've absolutely loved. I think he's great for hockey, just talking down the camera. I'd love to get him on actually. Love it. Maybe we should hit him up a message once the season's finished, get him on. I think he'd he'd be a really good talker on on a show like this. And he'd have some stories for the days from travelling the buses in the in the coast. But I'm gonna go to Devils. Uh, it's a tough I'm going to go Devils but Clan is so unpredictable such an unpredictable team this season so like we say rather being in the top points that crept out of nowhere what's to say that the Clan can't do that but I think that yeah the Devils will have this one I think they're going to want something after not taking uh, well not competing not competing well not, they, change, they changed their plan. coach Oh, actually, that, that wasn't on the list. I believe we haven't spoke to you guys since this happened. Scott, or we might have, or I don't know, we'll touch on it quick, very briefly anyway, but Scaldi lost his job there. Franny and, I oh, can't remember the other guy's name, fuck, forgive me, uh, have taken over as interim coaches till the end of the year. Obviously, they're assistant coaches anyway. They're just going to take on the role until the Devils promote, promote within or promote, not promote, uh, scouting a new coach I think they've obviously done that to fucking fire up a response and show that they're serious about doing it now not waiting they want they want the playoffs so I think the Devils are going to come out firing all, all cylinders I've got them over the clan that takes us on to the Steelers versus Dundee Stars Being can I just add to Cardiff Caruth's yeah, going at the end of the season as well I saw. Where is it? Den Den Hag Fox. He's Denmark. Yeah, that's a that's a funny time to announce that. I think Bouncy. I don't know. I reckon Bouncy might come back to Cardiff. I think you could be right. Just pure speculation. Yeah, I mean, no can, idea. Can you imagine the Cardiff fans if Bouncy goes back? I know they love Karouf, but if Bouncy goes back, I think they'll be made up. Not only that, it frees up another import slot out in the ice because you've got Bouncy in the net. And we know Bouncy can eat 45 games a season. Easy. If you need him to. But I mean, that that backup they've had this year, he's been good when he's been required. So, interesting to see how Cardiff build over the summer. I don't think they're going to be very happy with the third place. Yeah, they're going to be a dangerous one. Right, let's go to it then. The Sheffield Steelers taking on the Dundee Stars. 
Dundee Stars looked potentially like they were going to finish fifth or then sixth, then they were eighth for a bit and then they were back to fifth and they kind of, they bottomed out at seventh. That being said, between fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth, there was like a point in each. It's not like no, no one was way far away. It was very tight. What do you make of the Stars form this year? And do you think they have what it takes to cause the upset against the Steelers? I like the Stars. I think they're a good hockey team. I think they're always, uh, what's the word, pushing further than, than you'd expect. I always think that people underestimate them. Um, if anyone could beat the Steelers, I do think the Stars could. But I'm going to say the Steelers do it. But I think Dundee going to really push it. And I would love to see Dundee win that. I really would. I think the Steelers are just going to be that little bit too deep over the two legs. Yeah. Going down to the big arena, I imagine, this, I, I haven't got the fixtures in front of me, but I imagine the second leg is going to be down with Sheffield. And with that being said, there's going to be 9,000 people in there going fucking bananas. I think... I think they're, they're going to want it as well, especially after being pipped to the title by Belfast. But then again, have they just used this last couple of weeks to recover some of these injuries? They've dropped games to Belfast, back to back at home, and then on the road. And you know, how's the confidence going in? You're not feeling great if you've lost the championship. Obviously, obviously, the the Giants have added the league to the the Challenge Cup that they had already won. <laughs> if that's not motivation, I don't know what is. But Sheffield Steelers should be strong enough. And then, for me, Belfast Giants slam dunk. Yeah. I think they'll win it. I would agree with you. I think, uh, they, win, I think they win the whole thing right now. Looking at it, I, I can't see past them. It's not exactly a hot take. I mean, they're, they're really double champions, but I, I think they get the grand slam. I think they're that deep. I think they're that good. I think you've given the Giants the grand slam this evening. I have really, I know. <laughs> no, but they've been they've been incredible to to watch. You've actually gone and seen them live a couple of times. Yeah, so. I've got to see them live a couple of times this year, which has also been great. Obviously, I saw them in Belfast, saw them in Manchester. Um, did I see them in Nottingham? I can't remember. But I've seen I've seen them a few places. Seen a few Cardiff games live. I've seen one one or two Guildford games. So it's been good to get get to some games this year. Not going to get a chance to go to any more. Obviously, with it being playoff weekend, hopefully catch a couple of. Premier Sports games. Premier Sports are actually showing two games at the weekend. First of all, they got the Cardiff versus Glasgow game, 7.15 Saturday night. And then on Sunday, they got the, the matinee game. They've got Nottingham Panthers taking on Guildford Flames from 3.30. So tune into those games. I think, or oh, I think it's going to be a Belfast Giants triple. And if you... Have you got a prediction for, for who you think is going to win the, the overall? I've got to say, my knees are going to get sore as well. I've got to say the Giants. I, I, I would be surprised if there's many, many people think, that are betting against them. I think Steelers are going to really push for that, but I think Belfast are going to do it. Right. What do we make of the ticket situation? Because there's a lot. I think Belfast, I, someone added us yesterday, I can't remember who it was, on Twitter. And I think they'd sold, sold four seats in the Belfast section. Congratulations on being greedy. That's all I can say. 
It's, That's what it's, you get. The arena looked more than half empty at this stage. I know it'll pick up once we see some qualifiers and stuff like that. Who makes it and who doesn't? But normally by this stage, you'd be really struggling to get a seat. Yeah. People be spilling them, desperate to find something on uh, Gumtree or something. Craigslist. <laughs> Craigslist. Get, get a ticket and a reach around. Um, it's yeah, it's not not good publicity for them right now. It's, it's just shit because the fans are the ones that lose out. And the um, players like for that for the energy that the fans bring and to celebrate in front of a packed out house I think it's uh, it's good for hockey but when you see especially after the pandemic you know the players were would say that it just felt empty it's 175 a, pr- a, a litre of fuel electric bills have gone up by like fucking 40% people don't have the disposable income to to maybe take a whole family over there Let's say Belfast, so you've got flights, then you've got to get from whatever airport you get to into Nottingham. Then you've got a hotel for a couple of nights. You've got your booze money, you've got your ticket money. If you've got a couple of kids, you've got merch. It's over a grand, easily over a grand. Ten-year-old Jimmy has to have an adult ticket as well. Yeah, which is outrageous. I still can't believe they haven't done concessions. I believe they've done day tickets now. But still, I, I... I hope, I hope they figure it out and then whether they have to offer concessions, whatever it is, they need to get that building full. There's no point having a fucking arena which is two-thirds full, if even two-thirds. It's not a good advert for British hockey, is it? No, absolutely not. Especially because what I imagine on Premier Sports this weekend, you're going to see the arenas full because it's quarterfinals. Quarterfinal weekend. We're going to have to put the cards that they put in during the lockdown where you could have your photo. You're going to have to start <laughs> selling them. How much will they sell them for that weekend? One <laughs> million dollars. Hey, it's what it is. I think they've, they've made a mistake. I think it's going to be Coventry's gain. So let's go down to that. Quickly, with the international stuff, we've got to mention that England under-23s, they've selected their team. You can find that on the Facebook page. So if you go to the EIHA Facebook page, they've announced the, uh, the under-23 man roster. There's going to be a couple of a couple of games against Denmark. So interesting to see how that all pans out. What do we make of the playoff results so far? Is, could they, they kind of been a bit sporadic? They've been all over the place. This is the NIHL, sorry. The, I don't know, it's been crazy. Leeds Knights, Leeds Knights are already out. Beza picked up a couple of wins where... They might not have been expected to. They turned over MK. They turned over Leeds. So in that group, as it stands, you've got MK Lightning, seven points. Telford Tigers, six points. Bees on four points. Leeds, one point. Cannot qualify. This weekend sees MK take on the Bees on Friday night. Saturday night, the Knights host the Tigers. Sunday night, the Tigers take on MK and the Bees take on the Knights at home. So... A win, a win against the Bees on Friday night and MK are through. And then if that was to happen and the Tigers were to get a point against the Knights on Saturday, that would be enough to see them through. Are you, you thinking it's going to be an MK and Telford qualifications? Yeah. I think, you know, when, 
last week, week before, we said Leeds were pretty much our favourites. And, well, anything we know. in playoff hockey, can't it? <laughs> yeah, shows what we know. We Well, for, for a bandy caveat, even though he's not here, I'm pretty sure we did say anyone could beat anyone and we could quite easily be wrong. These predictions in that league are a joke. It's so hard. Like, cause you, I, I can see MK beating the Bees on Friday, which will be enough for them to win uh, to win through the group. It then comes down to this Knights versus Tigers game. Technically, the Knights have nothing to play for other than to be in spoilers. I think Tigers are going to go. Tigers and MK will go through. But you're right in what you're saying. They might want to spoil the party. Yeah, absolutely spoil the party. Because if, if they can then not allow the Tigers to get any points. Tigers then have to then have to win or get a point on Saturday at, at, on Sunday at home versus MK. So MK could then potentially stop them getting to, to playoffs. The Bees beat the Knights and all of a sudden the Bees are out of the group and off they go. So there's there's some interesting ways around and what could happen, but I'm gonna go with the Tigers and MK. I just can't see the bees being deep enough to get it done. Yeah, agreed. Not a dig to the bees because they've they've done exceptionally well so far. Good for them. Uh, group B, then you've got Steel Dogs sitting on six points. You've got the Phantoms and the Bison sitting on four points. The Swindon Wildcats sitting on two points. The weekend kicks off tomorrow night. We've got the Sheffield Steel Dogs taking on the Phantoms. A, a win for the Steel Dogs. They'll top the group. They'll go through. The Bainstoke Bison host the Swindon Wildcats on Saturday. I'm going to be at that game watching, looking forward to seeing that one and then get home for the Fury fight. I think the... I'm going to go Dogs and Bison. Oof. That's tough. I, I, said, th- I, think the dogs get a four, I think the Dogs get a four-point weekend against the Phantoms. So I think the Phantoms finish on four points. And I think the Bison beat Swindon at home on the Saturday, which puts them on six points. Swindon can then no longer catch them. Peterborough couldn't catch them. And I am going to go Sheffield Steel Dogs, Baker State Mason. Oh, I said last week to you before before it started, I said I had a sneaky feeling the Phantoms would, would get yeah, there. Did. And I'm still going to go with that. So, I, you, so who... So do you you fancy the Phantoms to pick up enough points versus Steel Dogs this weekend and Swindon not uh, and Bays and Stoke to get nothing against Swindon? It's, it's so fucking hard, by the way. It's so hard to say because I, I, I have a soft spot for Sheffield. But uh, I don't want to say it. I really don't. Um, I think okay. Swindon really have to turn it up. Really have to turn it up or they're gone, you know. And that would be devastating. They've been a great team this year, but playoff hockey, like we say, I'm going to say, oh, I don't know. I'll, it might I'll not like, even be enough for Swindon, though. I, I, I believe, obviously, Peterborough have got a better head to head with Swindon. Yeah. So if Peterborough were to get two points against Sheffield and Sheffield would get two points against Peterborough, yeah. even if Swindon get a... Four-point weekend, I don't think it's enough to overtake Peterborough. Because that's how I see it. I ultimately see it as one game each. I think 
Steel Dogs will win one and the Phantoms will win one. So that's how I see the results being. So however that plays out for who qualifies. What about Bays and Stoke versus Swindon then? Who do you fancy? So you got obviously Bison in the home game on this Saturday and then away game on the Sunday. I think, like I said about the uh, the Elite League with, with uh, who was it? I was saying were really unpredictable. Clan. And yeah, I think the same with Bison. You can't write them off. No, I'm, yeah, so I'm going to go Tigers, MK, Bison and the Dogs. And sorry, it's not like I'm on the right about these things. But it's so hard to predict, mate. Yeah. You could argue any which way, but I just think I've got a sneaky feeling Bayes can go turn Swindon over here and the Dogs look good right now. I can see them winning both games. Right. Other than that, we've got uh, congratulations in order to the Hull Jets. They took on the Telford Tigers 2 in their playoff final and they, they managed to get, I think it was a 2-1 victory in the end. The Kilford Phoenix completed their Grand Slam for the season with a 10-0 victory over the Haringey Huskies. Bandy's boys there got a bit of a pasting. 10-0 in a final. I don't know what went on. We, I know Guildford are extremely good, but I was I was expecting that to be a hell of a lot closer and very surprised about the result. Yeah, we said that, didn't we? We uh, When we were chatting the other day, we were saying that we were expecting a bit more of a closer closer matchup. So to see 10-0, especially in the final, you just don't expect it. Something I was, have... Sorry, interrupt you. Say it again. I said something must have gone badly wrong for that to end 10 0. I mean, I can't comment on the team. I don't know them. Or no, I didn't see any of the games, but I've, I've always assumed the Huskies to be a lot more competitive than the 10 0 final defeat. Well, they obviously finished second. They came. That's what I mean. They're a good runners, team. Runners, they came runners up doing everything. So it's yeah. just so, so bizarre that they managed to. Yeah. Managed to just capitulate at the final hurdle. Just quickly, there's been an announcement from Great Britain. They, under-16s, have announced their leadership group. Sam Needham will captain the side with Archie uh, Archie Salisbury and Gregor Mills appointed as alternate captains. I know Gregor Mills' dad's got a Twitter page for him and the kid's just legit. I'm interested to see how he's progressing on into his junior career. What else have we got? We've got the North and South won playoffs this weekend. Romford are taking on Streatham. And we've got Bristol Pitbulls taking on the Chelsea Chieftains. I am going to go for a Bristol Pitbulls versus Streatham final. Streatham was the winners. Who have you got? Again, I'm going to agree with you. I quite like the uh, to see how Bristol get on, especially as they're coming up to the national. Um, yeah, I like Streatham. What, uh, what have you got for the North? So, Solway take on the Stars on the Saturday. Whitley take on uh, Mind Blank and my friend's gone dead. So, got anything for me? <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen all the fixtures, but I'm going to go Solway. I'm going to go Solway. Solway, Whitley final and a Solway win overall. Right, Mark, let's get your take on the Galaxy versus Norris incident that happened in the Bees versus MK game during overtime last weekend. Gaz's stick comes down on the back of Shawnee's head, catches him across the back of the helmet, 
Turns out Shawnee ends up getting injured. There's an ambulance call. There's a delay to the game before the game's finished. I believe it was a two-minute accident or penalty on the night. What did you make of the incident and what did you make of the fucking fan meltdown on Twitter and on our Facebook? I believe the video had 12,000 views in a little over 24 hours, hundreds of comments, loads of tweets. What did you make of the fan take and what was your take? Firstly, I just want to uh, wish Norris all the best. I don't know his situation as I'm banned yeah. from social media. But I hope that everything's okay for him and that he's doing all right. What do I think? Well, firstly, I want to say that the fans, some of the stuff was really unnecessary, some of the comments. What I didn't like, and I understand the emotion, I can appreciate that, is to say in your video that you're putting it on there to try and end his career. I Imagine if the shoe was on the other foot and someone saw you do something and tried to end your career behind your back. I don't know. I just felt that that was a bit strong. I felt that, yeah, that was a little bit too much. And a what bit about too people, people saying that you should go to jail? Yeah, go to jail. You should have your career ended. That's up to the league to decide. I know that it's controversial with all the bands that come out of the league anyway. Well, the league have decided. To go to jail, I haven't seen, as you know. Well, before I give my take, uh, before I uh, announce that, I'll give my take, but I'll let you finish say, you saying what you're saying. So... so I don't know. For me, Galassi has been in the game a long, 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 long time. He's very well respected by the players. Um, I don't think he purposely did it. I don't want to... I, I know I'm going to get shot down for that, but I, I don't think he purposely did it. I'm going to echo what you said there. I don't think Gazza did it on purpose. I played with a guy. When you've, when you've spent, you know, 60 games or whatever it is in a season with someone in a locker room, you know the way they play. You know their personality. I. The funny thing is, no one's no one's taken this. I hope Gazza doesn't get offended. He's not the best player in Brighton team. Let's be, let's face it. It's three on three overtime. He's lined up against Sean Norris. He's probably what is going through his mind is, do not let Shawnee fucking burn me back because obviously Gazza's coming in on the four check. Because I, if you watch the video in slow mo, the game's not played at slow mo. But if you watch it. Gaz is looking at the puck. He's looking at the puck, and him and Shawnee kind of, Shawnee kind of bumps in with an elbow. Maybe I'm not saying he elbowed him, but like into the stomach. Gaz like kind of comes up and he comes back down on him. I I don't think at any player's head in a one-one game in a playoff game in OT is ever thinking I'm going to splash a guy in the head. I agree. You're 100, 195 feet away from your fucking goal. You're on a four check. You try to score. I, I don't think even like players like me and Gaza and everyone that like to mix it up we're not thinking about that in OT trust me it's, it's, it's not in your brain if you're out there you're out there to win draws you're out there to to, to generate offence you're out there to not concede a goal you're not out there to get in a stick swinging contest with anybody and like you said we hope Shawnee is okay he's a great lad I had him at conference absolute beauty funny kid He's fucking man rocket now. I see him on Instagram. He's like a little model stud lad. So, um, lucky he had a helmet on. People that are saying, the ones that get me and go, if I did that to a guy in the street, not in the street, they're on the ice. If someone just run up behind you and fucking crushed you into Tesco's window where you were looking through the window from behind, they wouldn't get a two plus 10 either. 
Like, if somebody just run up and hit you across the wrist with a cricket bat, you, they wouldn't get two minutes for slashing. So stop comparing, like, oh, if I did this, it's, it's not it's not at work. It's not in your regular day-to-day job. If you get up at your desk and drop your gloves and start going toe-to-toe with the guy in sales, you're probably going to lose your job. And you're probably going to get arrested. You're not Will Smith, and you're not on the ice. Like, they are two passes. And I I genuinely don't think Gaza did. And obviously, I said before, I gave my take before, where the league have gave their statement. And Gaza's been banned for four games. So, effectively, what they've done is ban them until the end of the season because the Bees have potentially these two games. And if they were to get out of their group, a, a, a further potential two games. I think this diffuses, obviously, any sort of situation between the Bees and MK on Friday. I think they've they probably got out ahead of that one. They've called it four games for accidental high sticking. I'm going to say that's a fair call. Yeah. I, I, I would love to know Shawnee's take. I would love to. I would love to know Shawnee's take. I would love to know Gaza's take, and know what what they what they've got to say about the situation because I can't picture Gaza meaning to do it. I really can't. I'm sure he'd get way more enjoyment if he wanted to hurt Shawnee by punching him than he would hit him with a hockey stick. It's not his style. I think he's played long enough. He's played over 600 games. It's Someone shared an article, I think it was GBI's Hockey Future on Twitter, with Aaron Nell moaning about him slashing Floydy in a game from like 2016. And there's going to be incidents where guys chop each other. It's ice hockey. But coming down on someone's head is not the same. Completely different if there's intent. Like that Jack Robinson dude who slashed Bandy in the face and got banned for five years. With that one, Bandy pushed him and Jack was like, if you do that again, I'm going to slash you in the face. Bandy pushed him again and Jack was true to his word. He slashed him in the face. <laughs> like, it wasn't that kind of situation. I was speaking to Bandy about this yesterday. We were catching up over the suit. And he goes, yeah, Jack was true to his word. He's like, you pushed me again. I'm going to slash you in the face. And that's exactly what he did. This isn't that scenario. And people need to get out their heads None of these guys in that league are out there to injure anybody. I believe. I don't believe there's anybody out there that's going out there to physically fucking injure anybody. Hurt them? Yes. You know, knock the wind out of them? Yeah. Leave them with a few bruises? Yeah. Make it make it known that if you're going to go in the corner, it's going to be a hard battle. Physical game. A physical game, yeah. But not. there's no, there's no intent to injure that. Um, I think we can beat this to death, but surely... We wish you all the best. Hope to see you back on the ice for the playoffs. Yeah. Big part of the, MT- the MK team. And they've been Brave good so it. far. They've been really good so far. A little bit of NHL news. So, Ovechkin reached the 50. He becomes the ninth player in... Uh, uh, sorry. 50 goals for the ninth time. He becomes the third player to join that, join that elusive club with Wayne Gretzky and Mike Bossy, who sadly... Passed away recently, I think it was last week since we recorded, 67 years old. One of the best goal scorers of all time, arguably, depending on what your era is, you might call him the best Ovechkin's our era, so we're going to probably lay towards him, but he's, he's still doing it. I love him. We stroke him off quite regularly on this podcast. I have since it started. He's just been so, so good. Rightly so. What else have we we've had? We had Kale McCarr. He's broke the the Avalanche D-man scoring record this season. What a kid. What an absolute stud. 
He's so good. He's so entertaining to watch. He's that he's that kind of dream D man because he can carry the puck. He can gain ice. He can get to the red. He he can give you first pass. He can go coast to coast. He can play. He can play the PP. He's just yeah. What do you make of him? One of my favourite players this year. I don't think many people would argue that. Even I, I imagine. Well, he was if if he could be in my fantasy team, then he would be. But someone beat me to that draft. So ouch. Oh yeah, that's a stinger. He would have definitely been in there. Well, talking about absolute stud defenseman. Roman Yossi, over the 90-point mark. First, first D-man since Leachy. Oh, Brian Leach, one of my favourites. He used to use a Leach blade in an East ultralight stick. Um, <laughs> Eastern, what, what, what you could just, you could hook it as well. You get the old heat gun on it, a little bit of stamp flex, you know, bend it into shape. He's been phenomenal. Do you think he wins the Norris? Or do you think McCarr wins the Norris? Don't know. I mean, uh, I like both. And Yossi is a, a veteran for for Nashville, so maybe they'll give it to him. I don't know. It's a tough one. I it's wouldn't want to be the one that has to pick that. That's a lot of points for a D-man. That's insane. Yeah. Mitch Marner, he's on a tear. I think he's over 100 points now. Is Johnny Goodroy? I think he might be over 100 points. My phone's died. Sorry, guys. So all my NHL information's coming off the top of my head. I've normally got a bit of a script to go on. And today I don't have anything. There's been there's been some interesting talk about the Calder. Who's the Calder for you? And I think it's a lad. For me, it's a lad that you talked to before he went to the NHL. Schneider, Schneider from Detroit. Morris Snyder. Oh, the, mate. The, oh, man, he's so good. Highlight reel of hits already this year. That just kills people. And he's so good on a putt. He's, he's what Victor Hedman was for Steve Eisenman at Tampa Bay is what is him for Steve Eisenman at Detroit. Yeah, mate, he's full of confidence. I think he's, I think he's a caller. The old Shesterkin down there. In NYC, I think he's probably going to get the Vesna. Who do you give the MVP of the league to right now? That's a tough one. Really tough one. I, I've got mine. What, McDavid? No. Mine's not McDavid. No, I actually mine's... really like Dreisaitl. I'm going to go... I'm going to uh, go with McKinnon. Uh, no, see, for me, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go Johnny Pontash, Austin Matthews. The guy's been lights out. Toronto lights out right now. They're actually catching heat. They've, they could, they could, they could get out the first round this year. This could be the oh, year. That, you hope not. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't like Toronto. I'm sorry. I you're respect Boston, the players. You're a Boston guy, right? Yeah. What about you guys, Leadlin? What you said? Mm, I don't. <laughs> is that I think noob? No, I think we we'll always give it a good run, but I don't think it's our year. I don't. I think there's some seriously scary teams in the in the year in the year in the league this year. Who do you who do you fear most? Colorado. They're not in your division. You've got to worry about getting out of your fucking division first. They're not your division yet. Conference. Conference. Oh. Who, who would you not want to? Who would you not want to play in the first round? Honestly, Rangers. I see. I'd quite. I. I. I wouldn't mind Rangers, and I wouldn't mind 
Carolina. <laughs> I don't want. You wouldn't enough, want Carolina. I wouldn't want Carolina. But then, yeah, yeah, other options in the East. I wouldn't mind Pittsburgh. But I mean, Sid's been phenomenal this year again. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's kind of goes without saying. But I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't mind Pitt. I, as stupid as it sounds, I quite like Pittsburgh. I th- I favour the Bruins over Pittsburgh in that. Well, they're not the Stanley Cup team that they once were. No. I mean, you look at you look at the fact that they don't. I think Jari's gone down injured. If he's injured, that could be an issue. I'm just trying to put up the the standings here to see what the playoff race is as we go. Do you know it would be sick if we could get a guy like Jamie on the Joe Rogan, but it just like looks everything up. You don't it. <laughs> it is so badass. Um, so, as it stands, the Metropolitan Carolina, 77 games, and they have 106 points. Rangers, same. And then Pittsburgh, 77 games, 97 points. Florida, 116 points. Toronto, 108 points. And Tampa, 100 points in the Atlantic. I mean, we're, we're way far back. From we're 16 points back from from Florida, which is ridiculous. Boston and Washington, they're both in. I mean, I, I would quite happily take. I don't know how it works with the seeds and who plays who to to fucking. Am I right in thinking? Because it got well confusing. But am I right in thinking the winner of each division then plays the wild card? places and then two versus three and two versus three plays off against each other I don't actually know I think that's how I think that's how it goes and if that is the case then it could be a Tampa versus Toronto first round which would be pretty interesting who do you want because you're a big Tampa fan who do you want who would if I was choosing yeah if I was choosing right now, I would choose the New York Rangers. I don't think they're the deepest of teams. Although, although right now they are 7-2-1, and one, whereas Carolina are 5-5-0, five, five and oh, Penns are 3-6-1, and one, Florida 10-0-0, oh, oh, Toronto 8-1-1. One, one. You know, like there's some absolute wagons out in the East right now. Tampa are 4-4-2, four, four Boston 6-4-0, oh, Washington 6-3-1. and one. And then, obviously, you talked about a little bit of the Western Conference there. Let's have a look at what's happening out West. There's going to be some absolute savage first-round matchups over there. So, yeah, because it's going to be Minnesota versus St. Louis by the, by the looks of things. Abs oh, have yeah. Got, Abs have got that division sewn up. Yeah, it is, so it is two, two play three, so it will be Toronto Tampa. Interesting. Um, Minnesota take, will take on St. Louis. Calgary, they've sewn up that division. Edmonton and LA Kings are currently battling it out for that. Wild card spots, as it stands, you've got Nashville occupying one of them and Dallas occupying the other. Vegas are knocking on the door. Vancouver have come out of nowhere. They're knocking on the door as well. There's four games for Vegas to try and claw back two points on Dallas. Four points on Nashville. Can they do it? I don't know. It might be a little bit too late. They are 6-3-1 and one in their last 10 games. Edmonton, 
eight one and one in their last ten. Colorado eight two and zero. Minnesota seven one and two. How good of a series is that going to be? By the way, so Minnesota seven one and two. Yeah. St. Louis nine zero and one. That's insane hockey. I would love to see that series. I I would love to see a battle a battle of Alberta in the second round of the playoffs. That would be insane. that would be good. Give me any of it. Any of them. Any of them matchups. I'm going to be watching and getting involved in the NHL playoffs once the season's kind of wrapped up here. We're not so focused on that. I'd like to, I'd like to dive deep into it. But it must be nearly midnight there. We've got to get this uploaded for you guys so you've got something to listen to for the weekend. We are going to be back to regular guests as of next week. We hope you keep following on social media. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Mark, anything else from you, my friend? No, just, uh, yeah, share the podcast on the social medias, spread the words. You know, we really appreciate the support that we've had over the last Absolutely. few years. It's, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed and thank you. And yeah, keep listening. And I will hopefully see some of you at MK for the South 1 playoff final. And then I'll hopefully see some of you at Coventry the weekend later for the National League final. Check it out, Bainstoke Bison game this weekend. Enjoy Austria versus Sweden, you fuck. And we will see you guys later on. Peace. On a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red.